The Kansas City Chiefs get McCole Hardman back just in time to wallop those Chargers. That's going to happen whether he gets help or not. We're going to hit that today on Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Back, friends and neighbors. It is Red Friday. Welcome to Locked On Chiefs. We're brought to you today by Prize Picks. Go check them out. It's the easiest and most exciting way to get daily fantasy sports. Go to PrizePicks.com/slash Locked On NFL and use that code, all lowercase, Locked On NFL. Get your first deposit match up to hundred bucks at Prize Picks. We have a ton to cover here for you. Obviously, another major AFC West battle in this confrontation it has a couple of new players in it, including McCole Harvin, Charles Mene, who's back to practice. We're going to get to all that as well as our predictions, our keys, and everything you need to know. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, a home over at NFL 33 where you can see pass rush, all kinds of draft class work already. Check that out. And then RGR Football. My partner, Chris Clark, over at Chiefs Corner can give you all the information on Chiefs third down this year, what is happening and what isn't. Capology, the whole nine yards. So check that out as well. We appreciate you being here. Join the text line at 816-357-8781. Get yourself a lot more information as well. We are part of Locked On Podcast Network, and that means your team every day for free on every platform, even ones I haven't thought of yet. So like, sub, hit the bell here on YouTube, and join us over on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. If you can get a podcast on an application or a platform, we are there and we are free. So check that out. Appreciate you guys joining us. We will get to our predictions and takeaways for what we expect to happen versus those Chargers. The key players that have to produce in order to get that win. What are the prime matchups? We have to start today with a couple of homecoming pieces. Uh, more more of a, a friend alert, I might want to put it. The Chiefs get McCole Hardman back on a low-value trade. In their sixth for him and a seventh. Honestly, if these teams end up on the, the trajectories that they're on right now, those are going to be picks that are very, very close. So it is not much of a swap at all. Welcome back, McCole Hardman. How surprised were you at the news? Very. Uh, I did not think that this was a move that they were going to do. I, will, I do want to add just really quick, it has been talked about online, and I believe it's accurate that they will lose a fifth-round comp pick for losing Juju if with this trade. So Possibly. I mean, is what it is, but – Regardless, he's back. He's in Kansas City. Uh, he's going to be your returner because I don't think they have anybody else that could be a returner right now. So, well, that is that goes to- <laughs> that is likely what his his job is going to be Sunday. I'm not saying that he can't play on offense, but I would say his primary job on Sunday is going to be returning and probably having a couple of plays on offense. But I don't know how deep that'll get. Yeah, I mean, and that is evidenced by the moves that they made today as well releasing uh, Montreal Washington, along with uh, My Heart Wants to Cry, Keandre Coburn. Um, shocked by that. Uh, a draft pick of that level is not generally going to be released midseason. The fact that he hasn't plays hasn't played to this point, I think, allows that to just be uh, we feel we can get him to the practice squad and re-elevate him at a later time without any difficulty because he hasn't put anything on film. And that may be a, a legitimate qualm there. So that's that's fine. I expect him back on the practice squad tomorrow. Uh, not a problem. I think that that's going to be okay because if they were to let him go, I would have a much, much, much bigger issue and would demand to speak to Brett Veach and Joe Cullen because I just would not understand it. So despite my little uh, you know, holding of the breath when that news first came out, I'm excited to see McCole Hardman back here. Like w- with Washington being let go, I agree with you that that 
screams returner right now. And McCole even said today that, you know, he's up for doing that and getting back on the field on offense and doing whatever he can do to help out this team now. Um, he did mention that the playbook wasn't drastically different, few new wrinkles, but he understands it. So I'm not actually going to rule him out for getting some targets on offense this week. I'm not going to rule him out. I just don't think he's going to have a very big impact this week. I think that it, it could be something where you go back to see what Tony did when he first got traded here. He was in a couple of plays. It's a little bit different with, with McCole knowing the offense. Uh, the real question that really this brings up to me is how are they going to spread out targets now or how are they going to spread out snaps really not even targets but how are they going to spread out snaps who loses snaps to have Hardman get more I don't know that we'll find that out fully this week we'll find it out in the future and it's something they've got to get figured out but Washington wasn't giving them them that problem I actually feel like this loosens things up should drive a couple of guys especially guys that line up on the inside quite a bit I think this is, uh, oh, maybe we're not as solid as we thought we were. This should be a kick in the pants for a couple of different players, and I hope that they all respond in a positive direction that I think it is meant to be. Yes, you want a little bit of help in a guy who knows the offense, but bottom line, this is push everyone on this roster to improve because it's been a bit static. Uh, we can we can talk about all the complaints about individuals, but when you take a look at the receiver group as a whole, the one guy who's been making waves, making big catches, and getting downfield was Justin Watson. I do think that this uh, – the fact they haven't put him on IR I think is a positive sign because when this first happened, I thought for sure that they were announced he was going he's going to be out for a while. We'll see what happens. But um, McColl's always been in a bit role. If that bit role can expand and, and give this offense some juice, which I expect it to do, look out Chargers because I don't think the Chargers had a chance of holding back this offense before you add McCall Hardman back into a mix. He's made some big plays against the Chargers over the years. So I think there's some some gravitas there. No, and I think you're right there. I, I do also look at the Chargers, you know, injury report, and they have four of their safeties on on the injury report. One that they just put on IR today, I think that they just literally signed or got an acclaim uh, yesterday that is already on IR, or maybe it's another per, another safety because I think they just got a couple of them. Uh, this is a, a hurt unit, and in my mind, if you know that going into this game, you try to attack deep and try to get them confused because if they're playing guys that are just coming into the system because they have to, that's going to be something that should allow things to be opened up deep down the field. The other thing that McColl, bringing back McColl, could do for this unit is maybe it gets to a situation where they don't have to use Tony the way that they have and they start using McColl in a lot of those roles where McColl is doing this, the motions, the jet sweep type things that Tony has been doing. And in that sense, maybe that gives Tony a chance to maybe, you know, attack downfield again, which is something he did well at times last year. Yeah. And I I'm here to see that. I think that's a key to this offense. What are the other prime matchups? So is it Tony who goes on defense? Where are we going to see the, the, the grease get put to the wheels? That's what we're looking for. We're going to get to that as well as our key players and the predictions coming up here in just a minute. But I got to tell you about our friends, especially when you live somewhere like me, where I'm up above 10,000 feet constantly, whether uh, this week uh, I'm going to be chasing elk across the continental divide because those guys just have a tag with my name on it. So I have to get out there. And sometimes you need to be prepared for the worst when that does happen. Jace Case is there to give you a hand. It is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections, especially if you happen to be out in the wilderness. Whether you're on the Colorado Trail or you're up above Timberline, 
you have what you need to take care of yourself and hopefully get back down the mountain. You can customize that case and you can add additional life-saving medications that based on your unique needs. And it all comes in a case put together that you can throw in a pack or whatever you need, the camper. Uh, I'm in the wilderness quite a bit out here in the West. And so there's always something going on that you want to be prepared for. They help you out. So go to jacemedical.com and enter the code locked on to check it out. It's a $20 discount on your order right off the bat. It's the promo code is locked on. You will need that at Jace Medical. It's J-A-S-E medical.com. You can see it down here below me for that Jace case. All in one spot, the medications that you need. And once you are feeling right, you can get back in the action. That action happens to be over on FanDuel because you can snap into it at America's number one sportbook today, right now. They're giving new customers that $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Super simple. Especially if you're feeling better, you want to get after it, right? $200 in bonus bets. Win or lose. Plus, minus, win or lose, whatever you do just for placing that $5 bet. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, now's a great time to do it. Uh, you can get into the action, and they have everything for you from spreads, player props, over-unders, the whole nine yards. It is all there at FanDuel. It's a wide range, and they're adding more all the time. Uh, I'm always surprised when I go in there as well. So check out FanDuel.com slash on Kick off the NFL season right. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Uh, partners are what we need because you got to take out some of these guys in the prime matchups. Uh, for me, it, it comes down to letting people know that you happen to be ready for whatever they throw at you. Um, there's no Mike Williams on this roster for Los Angeles. We talked about that the other day. I think that's a bigger key than anybody in, in Los huge. Angeles wants to let on. Um, he's huge. had a knack against the Chiefs. And I think it all comes back to me because of that. It's about Keenan. It's about Keenan. It's about Keenan. The offense is going to flow through him. It's it's just too big to ignore. So for me, the prime matchup is Keenan Allen against Trent McDuffie. And I'll take that. PFF has Trent McDuffie is the best graded corner in this league right now. And I think that's a great matchup. I'm comfortable with it. Where are you at? You stole the one I actually talked about yesterday on the crossover show. Well done. Uh, yeah, I think that's the key matchup. And really quick, I, I will touch on that one. I do want to say they haven't seen anything from their first-round pick, Quentin Johnston, yet. And a microcosm of how he has struggled in the Chargers is if you go back and watch the final drive of the Chargers versus the Cowboys – he has a pass that's thrown to him that's intercepted. He got bodied by a smaller corner that had no business being able mm -hmm. to body him and take the ball away from him. You cannot do that at his size in the NFL. He allowed it to happen. He hasn't shown out and maybe has a decent game against Kansas City. I'm not expecting it. And neither did Daniel Wade when we talked on the crossover. But you're absolutely right. I think Trent McDuffie versus Keenan Allen is huge. And Keenan Allen has been lining up a lot in the slot, which is exactly where McDuffie goes. So I do think, and I think Keenan Allen is close to 65% in the slot uh, based on what PFF has said. So I expect that that's probably going to be the case, and I think that that's going to be a fantastic matchup for Kansas City. When you look at other matchups on this team and how they're going to play out, I'll, I'll go with the other matchup that I said yesterday, Chris Jones uh, versus the center, uh, mm. Clapp. That's going to be something. And Clapp is on the injury report with the knee issue. Uh, and he's already their second center. He's not their starter. Their starter is out with a heart injury. And, and I hope he gets healthy. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. Lindsley is a fantastic center. Uh, more power to hopefully he gets healthy over the next couple of weeks and they figure out what's going on there. But 
it's a huge loss for them in the middle of their offensive line. And I don't think that there's great continuity in the middle of their offensive line right now. And if you watched also, if you watched the Cowboys game, the left or sorry, the right guard and the right tackle got split by Micah Parsons on a double team on a, what was it? A second and one that made it second, third and nine on the last drive, trying to drive down the field. You can't have that happen. You can't have them split the double team. You have to be on the same page. And granted, that doesn't necessarily involve the center, but the center should be the one that's calling all the plays or calling should all the protections. Be. And, th- and that right guard is Jamari uh, Salyer, who we've talked about in, in the graph process and played very well in replacing Rashawn Slater last year when he was out at left tackle. Clearly, the move back to the right, at least last week in particular against the Cowboys, was, was abhorrent. He and Trey Pipkins, it, it is going to be a right side dominated pass rush right now. That's great for George Karloftis. I think that's going to help Charles and because I do think he will get on the field. Uh, and I'm I'm guessing they will align. Maybe Chris plays outside a little bit, but I expect to have Mike Dana on the far right, then Chris, then a many Karloftis on the left-hand side of the defense going against the right tackle and the right guard. And I like that matchup. I, I'm seeing a multiple sack night for George Karloftis. Yeah, it definitely could be. And I also want to throw out there, I tweeted this out a little bit earlier. Dan Orlovsky broke down the Chiefs defense and four third down plays as to how they are playing so well this season. And it shows that they are particularly using their linebackers to force different players on the offensive line to account for them and make it to where the rushers are getting one-on-one opportunities. That is huge for any defense. And then, <clears throat> sorry, the secondary is playing mixed coverages on the back end that's, you know, offenses aren't used to seeing, whether it's inside out, outside in, whatever it is. And you look at single safety and then you go too deep at the very end. It's all over the place. Spagnolo is doing a fantastic job as defensive coordinator. Yeah, he's really come along. And they're using some mixed six. They're using some man match. Uh, I got some of the stats from True Media this week. Uh, a lot going into it, and you keep that variety. This is when Spags is at his best, when he can just throw everything out there and be unpredictable. And that's what those coverage matches allow. And so what blitzing the linebackers and the safeties and the corners allow. So you can get five men attacking the quarterback. I expect that to continue. With a many who out there, I think he's going to be a little bit more apt to play some drop coverages and only rush four. I hope he doesn't get too far away from it. Because the last key matchup for me is going to be Steve Spagnuolo against the offensive uh, play call design, whatever you want to call it, because that's really the chess match that I think sets this thing up. There has been physical matchups in the past. I think this year it is about the chess match that goes on to the coordinator level for this game. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic to see. And what is Kellen Moore going to do going up against Kansas City? Uh, one of the other things that you know we talked about on the crossover was you know what is uh Staley going to do is he going to continue to try and attack the Chiefs on fourth down and one of the things they actually talked about in uh pressers was Spags is all about telling the defense you have to have great first and second downs because then you're in a situation where it's probably third and long and you're not going to have a fourth and short situation in most cases especially with the way the defense is playing so uh you have to have the the entire defense playing very well this week and Justin Herbert hasn't been playing well in particular uh, missed a couple of easy throws last last week that he normally nails. So that's something to watch as well. You know, I'm going to take <clears throat> a matchup on the other side. And it's going to be Donovan Smith and, you know, uh, Jamar. Sorry, 
my throat is a little itchy. I apologize. I had a little bit of a cold. And Taylor on the outside. So when you're looking at those two guys going up against this, you know, Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa and whoever else, uh, who's their third defensive end? I'll, I'll let you name the name. <laughs> yes, uh, Tuli Tula Pelota. Yeah, thank you. Uh, when you have the <laughs> when you have those three guys going up against uh, your tackles, you're going to have to make sure you're having a good day. Uh, Khalil Mack had a fantastic day against uh, the Raiders a couple of weeks ago. A lot of that was on the Raiders QB, but he still has the ability to get after the passer. I do expect that uh, Taylor is going to be a lot better, and, and Juwan Taylor will be fine. Uh, but that's a big key is slow down the pass rush of the Chargers. And also, that goes back to what I said in the first segment. You might have a chance to attack a safeties that aren't are going to be out of position in this game, but you can only do that if you give Mahomes the chance to be able to throw the ball downfield, which could be big for Kansas City. Absolutely agree. Uh, we're going to name a few players that have to stand up that maybe we haven't talked about, as well as give you our predictions on the backside of this with another message. Price Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America, and you absolutely need to go check them out. Price Picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. Are you looking at Patrick Mahomes throwing for more than two touchdowns this game against the Chargers? I think that's probably a pretty good bet. Uh, you know, there's different, there's definitely different bets that you can go check out at Price Picks. Uh, is Keenan Allen going to have more than five or six catches in this game? Go look at Price Picks. Go check that out. Uh, you know, what's Travis Kelsey going to have on his catch line this week? That's going to be a big part of this game as well. So be sure to check out Price Picks. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types. Or what make Price Picks number one daily fantasy sports app? Go to PricePicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's PricePicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. That's what I'm looking for, easy. And then... I also want to tell you about our friends over at DoorDash. If you're in Kansas City or really anywhere, DoorDash is phenomenal to use. You can get your meals or thanks for the store brought right to you, whether or not you want something from Hy-Vee or you want to get in and bring in Kansas City Joe's barbecue for game day. Go check out DoorDash. You can get 50% off up. Sorry, 50% off up to $10 value when you spend 15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23, subject to change, terms do apply. That's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend 15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23, go check out DoorDash and get yourself some food or maybe your groceries delivered. You think I can get Joe's here? <laughs> Dude, I wish. <laughs> I, I'd be doing that. I like I'd have that every weekend. That'd be my game day. But I think it's a, it'd be a little price prohibitive to get them to deliver to where I live. And I guarantee it'd be price prohibitive to get them to deliver where you live. I don't know, man. Amazon's supposed to be doing drones and stuff. I'm just waiting. I'm I'm gonna need I'm gonna need uh, some ribs and some burn ends, please. Just delivered to the door here. It'll well, be great. You're gonna have and you're gonna have to get them heated up once they get there because they're gonna be frigid by the time they get there. That's true. I'll take it. I'll still take it. The other thing that I will take is a couple of key players that I think have an opportunity to make some plays uh, and 
first off the bat for me is I, I do believe in the matchup for Trent McDuffie. I think eventually you're either going to get something loose from Allen over the middle or you're going to go to the outside receivers. I think Palmer's had a couple of nice days against the Chiefs in the past. So the guy for me that needs to clean that up is the protection over the top. And I think this is a key game for Mike Edwards because Brian Cook's going to lock down the back. I think he's going to keep everything in front of him. They're going to let Mike move around a little bit. He got close to making a pick a week or two ago, and I think he's just had kind of a knack for those late throws. I think Herbert's going to walk into some of those late throws. I think Mike Edwards might get a chance to take the ball away. He definitely could. When you start talking about big matchups and key players for this game, I think you have to look at the Chiefs' offense and – Rasheed Rice is going to be one of those guys that I think is going to be a big player for this game. And I'm curious to see how they use him. And it's not necessarily this week near as much as it is going forward in the coming weeks because he's been playing a lot in the slot. Well, that's where McCole Hardman plays. If they're going to get a lot of snaps to Hardman, what are you going to do with Rice? you got to move him outside, and that's going to be a little bit different for him. But I really want to see him continue to get targets. He got four last week. I think he needs to get closer to six to seven this week. Uh, Travis Kelsey is obviously going to be somebody that they're going to have to try to figure out. And if their safeties are hurt, that's going to be a matchup that Kansas City is going to enjoy uh, taking advantage of on a regular basis. So I'm looking forward to the, those two guys. And it would be nice if another receiver could step up and, you know, maybe put up, you know, five catches for 80 yards and a touchdown. I don't care who it is, honestly. <laughs> Anyone will do. I like that. I think the other person that I really want to single out, and that that is because – I think we've seen enough volume go his direction that I really want to see some pain inflicted. I'm uh, I'm I'm a little little tied up on that right now, but I think this is an opportunity when you put together the fact that things are changing across what the Chiefs' offense can be. I think balance is what we're looking for. 16 carries for Isaiah Pacheco and a couple of games running, and I think they need to maintain that. That's going to be critical for them. If they can pull that off, I, I think he can have a big day on the ground as well. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're right on that. I, I do think that they're going up against, I think, the 31st-ranked defense. Uh, and as Daniel Wade said on our crossover, if you missed it, uh, everybody seems to get right against the Chargers. Well, that'd be fantastic, except for the Chiefs didn't get right against the Broncos. So <clears throat> here we sit, and we're going to have to see if that ends up being the case. You know, this isn't necessarily as much of a key player, but I do think it's interesting and something I'm going to be really watching is how does Mahomes continue to grow this season? Because the one thing that we have seen, if you go back and you watch some of the film, is he is seeing guys open and not pulling the trigger. Is it a question of not trusting receivers? Or is it a question of not trusting that he can get the ball there? Is it question is it a question of him not knowing if, you know, not believing in what he's reading on the defense? It could be any of those things. But if that continues, they're going to continue to sputter. I'm not saying it's all on him, but he plays a part in it. And he needs to be, you know, he needs to trust his receivers a little bit more. And I'm really curious to see what they bring out this week because I do think that they had this game circled on their schedule, knowing how hard the Chargers always play him and thinking this is going to be a big game in the first part of the season. Uh, agreed. Um, and I think we'll know that. If McCall Hartman is running routes and in get, is getting targeted right away, I think we'll understand where that is falling. Uh, that will be a giveaway, I think, that we'll need Couple. to keep an eye on. Couple funny things that came out of the presser just to share with everybody. Uh, Justin Watson was the backup holder. Didn't know that, so they're looking for a backup holder. Uh, you have any idea? Did you hear the who's the backup punter? I did not. I, I assume it's Reed, but am I wrong? Yeah, it's Patrick oh. Mahomes. 
Oh, even better. Not. Yeah, um, no, if they ever run him no. out there to, to punt the ball. No. No. Uh-uh. No. I don't want guys that, diving in his legs. Nope. Okay. Yeah, yeah that, that I, I hope that, that was a that was a um humorous uh, retort. I don't think <laughs> I don't, so. I, I don't not. think so. Everybody was everybody was acting like it was pretty real uh that was oh. in the room. So I imagine that they would not trot him out there to actually do it. I think he's just been showing on Saturdays in you know walkthroughs that he can. Uh, I would hope that they wouldn't allow him to go out there and do that because I don't want people diving in his legs trying to block a kick. <clears throat> That's no. the way I look at it. It's a, it's a free run at him, uh, yep. regardless of the penalty. So, hey. Um, that said, I don't think he'll have to. Um, what I do think is going to happen is that this is going to be a tight game to begin with. I don't think this gets off to a, a galloping race, right? But I think in the end, the Chiefs just grind. Whether it is through the air or the ground doesn't really matter. As long as you corral Keenan Allen, I think they're going to be in good shape. In the end, I, I see this as kind of a back and forth in the first quarter, quarter and a half. Uh, I, I hope the Chiefs will capitalize on back-to-back possessions to end the first half and start the second. That's my guess. And in the end, I do think that they roll up over 30 for first time in a while. Uh, I see this 31-21 Chiefs. You know, I think Kansas City wins this game, and I am not <clears throat> sold on what they're going to score. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure that they're going to win this game regardless of what the score ends up being. Uh, I just feel like the, they're the better team right now. I think the Chargers have too many questions, and the defense is playing out of their minds, and it's something that the Chargers have not seen from Kansas city when they played them in the past is it was always a, it was always a defense that were able, they were able to take advantage of. And it wasn't just Mike Williams, but it was everybody at the time. So, you know, I'm sitting here looking at it from a perspective, <laughs> the quick putts, huh? Fair enough. I'm sitting here looking at it from the perspective. I think Kansas city wins a game. I'd love to say that they're going over 30. I think it's going to be probably 27 to 17. Uh, the key for me though, and something that I really want to see is, can Kansas City continue to not have anybody score over 20 points on them? Because yeah. they haven't so far this year. Their defense has not allowed more than 20 points. The Lions allow, you know, score 21, but interception for a touchdown doesn't count in my mind in that regard. So I'm yeah. curious to see if they can do that. I am as well. Um, I, I think in the end, we're, we're going to be pretty satisfied. Uh, this is this is the team that on paper we thought could give the Chiefs the best run for the AFC West. I don't think that ends up being true in the end. There's a couple of your questions that I think we'll we'll grab real quick because I can give you quick answers on them. Um, Kel, did Frank Clark get a, his physical at the Chiefs today? I haven't seen a report yay or nay on that. Uh, yep. We'll see if, if that comes to fruition. It is a possibility, I certainly believe. Um, how big is the extra rest for KC this week, Chris? Huge. I think it's absolutely huge. I, and you, and go look at the injury reports. Uh, the Chargers had, I think, 15 players on the injury report. Kansas City maybe has nine, but uh, eight of the nine, I think, were full participants. So it's injuries that they're coming back from. The only person that didn't practice, obviously, is Justin Watson. So uh, I think Kansas City's very healthy going into this game. They're getting Charles and Minnie back, and I think that <clears throat> that extra rest is going to be very helpful to this team, uh, and I'm expecting to see that play out on Sunday. Yeah, I agree with you as well. And last from Lee, and thank you, Whiskey. Um, will the Chiefs trade for or trade away a player by the deadline? 
I honestly didn't think they were going to do this for McColl. McColl's base salary is one million eighty thousand. It is rock bottom. So that's the only reason I think this happened. I kind of doubt that they are any more active, but Brett Veach has proven me wrong before. Well, and do you want to say that specifically so we can just guarantee it doesn't happen? The Chiefs will not add a weapon in the next coming days. How's that? <laughs> that's much better. Thank you. Uh, I will say I don't think that they probably make another trade. I agree with you. Uh, but it depends on who's out there. I mean, we have a lot of teams that we know are probably looking to trade, but things can happen quickly. And you have two more weeks before the trade deadline, two more game weeks before the trade deadline. That could mean some players get hurt. That could mean some teams lose that don't expect to lose games, and they end up seeing that they're at the bottom of the league, and they start trading away pieces. So I'll be curious to see who get, who becomes available. <clears throat> really quick, I have a question for you. Hmm. Uh, Terrence Marshall. Yes. Any interest? Sure. I got a practice squad spot for him right now. It's all upside. He's too young to ignore. Um, I said the same thing about my Jay Sanders. I did not see whether he was claimed or not. I put him on the spot as well. There's okay. There's, there's just yeah. too much talent in both those guys. You, you got to take a chance on it. It doesn't mean you got to put him on 53 or pay him a, a ton. Just get him in here well, and see I what they got. I love Marshall coming out of the draft. I thought that he would be a good wide receiver, but he's in a different offense than he got drafted into, and it's not a good situation in Carolina. So uh, to me, I would I would take a flyer on that, but I don't think you're going to be able to get him on the practice squad. I don't think they're going to cut him. I think that it's going somebody's going to trade for him. Makes sense. Well, we'd like to know what you think is going to happen in this ball game. We're looking for your comments down below this video right here. For those of you that have been live with us, we very much appreciate your time. Thanks for spending it. But Everyone, put a comment in the, the post shows on rewatch. What do you think this prediction is going to be? What's the score? How big is a minihue? What does McCall Hardman do for you? I would like to know your opinions. We appreciate you being here. Like, sub, hit that bell, become part of this channel, as well as all of the other work that you can find around the interwebs in this platform from us. We very much appreciate your time and hope you enjoyed your Red Friday. Get ready for that ball game. We will be live post game with you as always. Thanks for your time, and we'll talk to you then.